Hello, and welcome to another episode of Angelic University Podcast with Maria Paith. It's a rainy day here in um, Iowa today, and I am going to be talking about the awakening soul, ascension, and what you can do about it. Mainly because on Instagram, a, a um, Instagrammer, follower, fan, I don't know what we're going to call, um, I guess it would be a follower, wrote to me, and I thought this was really a good comment, and I believe that many of us are feeling this way as well. So she wrote, uh, thank you so much for your beautiful, soothing, and peaceful messages, Maria. I'm going through some very powerful, supernatural-like stuff I've never, ever experienced before. And I don't know how to handle it, but this has forced me to look up answers and I have found guidance and everything I read resonates with what I'm going through. And then she wrote, I'm dying because I have no one to talk to about this. And my question is, and she has one question, are twin flames a real thing? And um, first I addressed the, the twin flames, and then I'm going to go back to addressing the uh, idea of the awakening soul and the ascension for all of us. But what I said about twin flames is um, twin flames, soulmates, heart-centered souls are all a thing. They are souls that recognize one another and usually have a lesson, a mission, or a goal to complete. Sometimes the work slash mission slash lesson is complete in a day, a week, a month, or a lifetime. And so we do come up, you know, come come up come up to meet, come up to connect. Uh, we do have a variety of people that we interact with throughout our lives. And some people we're supposed to be, you know, collaborating with, like I said, for maybe a day. It's like somebody that you, inspires you. Like perhaps you may, you know, go to a speaker or convention and you have an inspiration with that soul not maybe face-to-face, but in the connection of a group or a convention, and you have an alignment, a, a recognition. Your soul really resonates with the information, and it just makes you feel good as if maybe you are now inspired or in, instigate, you are, are ready to um, instill a new avenue of thinking or being or an action um, something you've learned because of that one day. Um, or maybe you are doing a retreat for a week and everyone in that retreat, everyone in that experience is a teacher for you and you the student and you are experiencing the, the space that you're all in. You are experiencing the relationships that are going on and also maybe the knowledge that one another have and the energy and and all of that is exchanging and that might be a week's lesson even though um, you may you know feel that 
this isn't necessarily a soulmate. Um, these are flames. These are connections. There's, there's a reason for being together. There's a reason for your souls to have aligned at this time in such an avenue, you know, as a, like a week retreat. Um, or, you know, you are, you have a roommate for a, a semester, um, or you have a particular boyfriend or girlfriend for, you know, a month or two or half a year or three years. And, and again, there are, there's a mission and maybe the mission was a simple one of helping you to grow up into more of an adult and to understand relationships and responsibility. Maybe it was about having fun. Maybe it was about just getting through college together. Maybe it was about learning um, independence because, you know, the roommate was never there. Maybe it's about, um, you know, simply the other person being so different and coming from a different um, home life or a different community that you needed to see that um, in your in your life, your consciousness, your soul needed to understand that to grow in compassion. And um, and then there are those you know individuals. Sometimes they're family members. Sometimes it's a spouse. Sometimes it's a a life partner that you know that you're meant to be together and you just wear through um, the thick and the thin of, you know, life and, and are there for each other, even, um, you know, when times are very, very thin. And, um, and then of course, in the abundant times rejoicing and, and that is truly the first example that many people think of when they think of soulmates or twin flames, but it's really a contract with typically another physical being or a group of others so that you have an opportunity to, again, either learn a lesson or complete a mission together um, or do some work together. Sometimes it's light work, which includes kind of shifting or changing the perception and bringing a new way of, of collaborating and connecting and compassion and, and inclusion to the world or to your, to your group or to your, um, project. And sometimes it is, um, again, you know, like a much longer experience. I think about a group that we work together. Um, I started a class in, um, at Waverly Shellrock High School back in the day when I was teaching called, um, Dynamics of Inclusion. And it was where we brought, you know, individuals with different abilities with uh, typical students and did activities together, learned about, you know, different disabilities. And um, so we could, again, be more inclusive in the way that the school might run, the way that the, the students that were in um, classes with extra support may, you know, have um, had the experience of, of being with the typical student because sometimes those classes are segregated and they're not, um, you know, really mingling with the general public. And so there were some leaders, um, really student leaders that, that found themselves taking the class and learning and growing and really connecting with um, the, you know, the population of students with, with varied abilities. 
And it was, you know, a work that we were all doing together, myself, um, you know, my, my co-teacher, the um, students, the typical students, the students with, you know, specific uh, varied needs, the, we were all really coming together as a, you know, soul family to bring awareness to the community and um, especially the community of the school, the environment of the school. And then that actually branched out into um, a community organization called Inclusion Connection, where then it was, you know, I was a teacher, but then there were other members of the community, a, a local university, a, um, a business, you know, um, a CEO of a business, a, you know, and mother of a, of a, a child with varied abilities. And, and it became, you know, kind of a transitional program where kids were leaving high school. And then after high school, how did they create friendships? Um, and that was the original, you know, view was like to, for them to continue to create friendships and expand relationships. And I think it's changed, you know, now, but um, that was, you know, like a, a process that happened over the last 20 years. And we, um, I was not part of the inclusion connection after um, a few years and, um, you know, because I had started the dynamics of inclusion class in the high school and that was um, my journey. That was my introduction. That was my twin flame experience with, you know, the others that we're collaborating with. And so it can be for a project and for a short term, but it's a very beautiful experience Um to re recognize that sometimes, you know, people come together because they have like missions and you don't even know where it came from, but it's in your heart and you just, um, you know, leap into it. And in specific, this dynamic of inclusion class came from work that was being done at the University of Minnesota called Yes, I Can. And they had a whole program, a whole curriculum um, that involved, you know, all the various activities and also um, materials that were, you know, related to sensitivity so that we could, you know, be more sensitive to the, the varied um, limits that some people have. And it was really, um, you know, powerful work that the University of Minnesota did. And it was so, you know, easy then for me to implement a class at the high school. I had to go and, you know, talk to the board of, um, so the, the school board and and say that we were interested in doing this, but they passed it with, um, you know, with unanimous vote simply because this big manual of a curriculum had been, you know, put together and, um, you know, could prove that that this was viable. And and again, there were people on a mission that, you know, that did that prior to the actual work. So find yourself, you know, it, with a mission or a purpose or a um, a goal and then the like-minded, you know, people come, the materials come, the, the situations begin to fall into place because it was predestined that you do this, that, that this come to a completion. Usually twin flame and, and soulmate work, um, you know, is, it could be about starting a family and having, you know, these incredible children that you're raising together, or it can be about being a married couple as well and having, um, being an example of love, you know, for others. And it can be very simple too, that you're demonstrating to, you know, the people around you, your family, um, the, the connection, again, the mission, the goal, whatever it may be, but twin flames find each other and there is no, um, you know, no limit to that. And 
sometimes though we misunderstand that a twin flame comes into our life and it's supposed to be a mate and sometimes a twin flame comes into our life and it's more of a, a mission or project and so um, we do need to recognize that all of that is uh, about the soul aligning so um, speaking about the awakening soul and ascension i earlier today um, asked the angels to you know to give me some support because I was teaching sacred circle class to my angelic university, um, you know, members. And we have a, a free class that um, I teach at the beginning of every month, uh, the first Wednesday of every month. And I just love it because, you know, the community members come together. We are learning together. We're talking about, you know, spiritual matters. And so Awakening Soul was the topic today. But the angels this morning said there's four working parts, Maria, to ascension, four waking parts to this idea of being an awakened soul. And here's what you can do about it is be aware of the four working parts. And, and I was thinking, well, there's many, many parts, but they said, let's keep it simple, four waking parts, working parts. And so the different parts are labeled vibration yours and the planet so your vibration vibra your vibration matters and that of the planet matters we are um, feeling the frequencies of of the higher schumann resonance in our world and we are becoming much more aware more sensitive and you know some people feel it some others um you know don't and it, it doesn't really matter the um the it's still happening. We're still, you know, shifting and our own physical vibrations are becoming much more attuned. And that lends itself to part two of ascension, um, the awakening soul. And that is the emotions that your emotions also matter. This is what you can do about it. You have choice for your emotions. And some of you, most of you have heard me talk about the staying above the courage line. And this is where the emotional scale comes into play. Again, above the courage line are matters of courage, neutrality, willingness, acceptance, um, a little bit of you know, logic, a little bit further up is love, joy, and enlightenment. So there's a lot of positive emotions. It's a range and they don't have to be um, pigeonhole just into these words but above the courage line means that really you are willing and you are um, open to you know seeing the world and the opportunities that you have and your own emotions as a choice you courageously choose a better feeling place to come from to be from to to um, be functioning from a better feeling place and that better feeling place can be a, la a landing on neutrality that you're just going to stay neutral to a situation that might be volatile around you or that other people are arguing about. Um, and then it can go into the acceptance of that there is simply going to be a disagreement. And then maybe the willingness to speak up on how you may see the situation. Um, and again, if you're vibrating and working from an emotion that's above the courage line, you're going to find more success. Because when we are vibrating above the courage line and a higher frequency of feelings, we actually manifest more quickly. 
And that is one of the reasons why it's so powerful in the workings of ascension in the workings of awakening. And, you know, like in a nutshell, what does it mean to be, you know, awakened? And I just want to say that more and more people are questioning this, you know, idea of waking up and we wake up the shadow. We wake up some of the dark parts. We are, we wake up to some of the, um, the mishandlings and the, um, and the, and the powers, you know, that are trying to control us and, you know, and sometimes even limit people. And, you know, you might even ask the questions, why are these things happening? Because you see them now, you see that there's, you know, perhaps lies coming from, you know, particular people that you thought or were told, you know, were in, were authority figures and you see the disparities and you, you know, and you, and you feel that things need to be more loving, more collective, more inclusive, more and compassionate, and you understand, you know, that um, from your own soul, the own vibration of your soul knows this. And because you're aware of the difference, the, you know, the shadow side of humanity, then you choose a vibration that is not in the shadows. You don't want to be going into anger regularly or frustration regularly or jealousy or, um, or, or judgment, you know, regularly. It's, it's again, as Jesus said so eloquently, you know, judge not and be not judged is actually profound because when you are keeping your energy, at least at neutral, then there isn't any, you know, reason to have um, an, argument or to get um, angry and lower your your frequency. So number one, as the angels outlined, is the vibration, your vibration and that of the planet. Keeping that up, um, keeping that, and it doesn't have to be at a super high all the time, but at least in a peaceful manner. Um, emotions matter and you want to stay above the courage line. And then number three is care care for yourself, care for others, and care for the planet. So if we use that, um, that awakening awareness, the, as like, I want to care for myself, then, you know, you may, you may take better care of yourself. Maybe you don't need to, um, be dumping a bunch of, you know, poison on yourself, um, or your lawn, um, or your, you know, really the the physical body or your food and um, be, you know, more aware, awake of what you are feeding yourself with food, with drink, with, um, you know, media, with um, other people around you, the environment that's around you. You just want to consider, you know, better self-care. And in doing that, you are an example then for others to do the same for themselves. And you may find that, you know, maybe you're becoming a bit of an expert in an area that you didn't realize before, because now you're infusing it into your life that you see the difference that dropping, I'll use, um, you know, the regular sugary pop or, or aspartame filled pop as an example that, you know, used to drink that every day, maybe two or three cans a day, maybe just one can a day, no matter it was, you know, affecting your body. And now you stop. And after a month, you start feeling more 
vitality and and a sense of you know wellness that you hadn't experienced in a while and you know make a correlation oh you know i was putting in all that extra sugar in my body now i see um, I was even putting in that aspartame that's supposed to be like no sugar, but it's, it's chemical, and I was, and I have gotten rid of that chemical. I've had several people um, tell me that you know they heard me speak, and I mentioned um, you know that pop was poison, and um, have come up and said, and I stopped you know drinking it to just test for myself. Oops, I'm sorry, um, to just test for myself, you know, about this, um, you know situation like would would eliminating pop from my life matter and um i've heard from several people that said that their aches and pains they're um stopped that some of their symptoms that they thought was um like an autoimmune autoimmune um you know issue stopped because they stopped putting in that um, daily dose of of sugar or um or even chemical aspartame in their body. So I think that's interesting. Self-care is hugely important for yourself and the planet. Um, and then we got one more um, of the four working parts to cover briefly, but that was the alarm that so they're supposed to be finished. <laughs> so let me just go to the soul alignment is the fourth component of the awakening soul and ascension. And soul alignment means that you ask your soul more often if things align with you. You ask, you know, does this um, meal align with me? Does this person, this work, this condition, this decision, um, this dress, this pair of pants, this book that I want to read, you know, this animal that I want to adopt? You ask your soul, and you and you listen to um, or you begin to wait for the feeling of joy or the feeling of, you know, some kind of maybe um, a, a mystical experience like a tingling or you see a sign, you know, in the in a book you're reading or you see a sign on the road um, out in the world or somebody comes up and says something to you that confirms or affirms what you've been asking about and it becomes an answer. You see angel numbers, or you have, um, you know, a, a message in the in the sky, or simply have a dream about it. There's so many ways, but your intuition can help you with the soul alignment questions, and then honoring the universal laws. And there are twelve of them, in which I'm not going to review at this time. I have reviewed them in another podcast, but um, the. The twelve, the one of the twelve universal laws that is most well known is the law of attraction. That which is likened to itself is drawn, and so when you are maintaining all of this, a higher vibration for yourself, right? Component one, component two, aware of your emotions. Awareness is awakenedness of your emotions and staying above the courage line. Care for yourself, others, and the planet, and soul alignment you are actually in a frequency of attracting all of that to you, a better vibe for the planet, a better emotions consistently for yourself, and better care, better you, healthier you. It's a no-brainer. That which is likened to itself is drawn. So it is a practice. It doesn't happen overnight, and it certainly isn't something that I can say I accomplished in you know even a year it's been a lifetime of awareness and is still learning and growing and adjusting and balancing because balance is um, how we can support the ascension of our planet when we balance the planet with 
high vibration above the courage line in a caring way, intuitively living with our soul alignment, we can't lose. And truly, we aren't losing. The light has won. It has been wonderful to connect with you today. I pray that you are well and healthy and full of life and finding peace in your everyday existence. Take some time for yourself. Breathe in the fresh air. Get a little sunshine in your in your skin. Walk in the grass. Uh, let your toes be tickled by that. Um, pet a beautiful animal or two or three, maybe even adopt one. Drink clear water, clean water. Eat lots of healthy life forceful food um, and find yourself in a state of alignment with the truth of who you are you are love you are compassion you are inclusion you are light thank you so much god bless you and until next week be well Thank you for listening to Angelic University Podcast with Maria Pate. I want to welcome you to our Angelic University community, where you can dive in with the angels on a deeper level to really work to your soul's missions. Please find options at patreon.com slash Maria Pate. That's patreon.com slash Maria Pate. M-A-R-I-A-P-E-T-H. I'll see you inside Angelic University. Thank you so much for listening and God bless.